Boy, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? Oh, All yeah. right. Let it run, Richie. Let it eat. Let it eat, Rich. Happy fourth, buddy. On the third. All right. Not too long. We start to run into violations. Good morning and hi atop, bud. How you doing? It's July 3rd. It's Monday, and we are high atop the west side of Cherry Hill um, at the household. At the household here on, on the holiday, we were, bud, what are you doing off today? I could be not at Grimley Financial. We are celebrating a great first half. So we're off today, and we're off tomorrow, obviously, with the holiday. So we got a little extra uh, day off from, from the boss there. A nice boss, it happens to be you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I left it up to you. <laughs> it happens to be me. I turned to my chief operating officer. What do you want to do? And you said, off. It was a great first half. So we're just you know, very blessed, happy to be here. Yep, and yep, before yep. we get started... We, uh, I want to share something with everyone out there who's on the who listens to the show via Apple, because this is something that you know even us here on the Speaking of Sports team we've been struggling with for a few months now, and I think we've finally figured it out. So, a lot of people, myself included, were not getting notifications on Apple Podcast when the episode dropped. It just would never show up. You'd have to go in and check it yourself, and the show would pop up. So I think the reason why is it appears that from what I found, you have to turn notifications on in three different spots. You have to do it from your podcast app when you go to settings and then notifications right from the podcast app. And then you have to go into your settings, actually, not the podcast app, just the settings app, and then go down to um, notifications and then make sure that notifications are turned on and then go down to the speaking of sports podcast to make sure they're turned on. That's the second part. And the third part is you go back into your settings app and scroll all the way down the podcast and make sure you see notifications on. So you got to do it in three spots. I believe in the podcast app itself, in the settings notifications area, and then in the settings podcast area. Um, Some of that does seem duplicated in the settings area, but I think you have to do both because I had two of those three done and I didn't have it on in the settings notifications, and I thought I did, and I wasn't getting anything, and the second I turned it on last week, I did get notified. That should help everyone get notified for the show. Or oh, you just call Chuck and say, please send it to me each week. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a couple of you on Spotify and stuff, and hopefully that's working fine. There should be That should be much cleaner, but for some reason, it appears on Apple, whether it's a glitch or not, that you have to subs- turn notifications on in three different spots, so give that a try. Let us know if that works. Hopefully it does. But as Ralph Cren would say, good gosh, that's a lot of information. It is a lot. Right, yeah. It's not Apple style, but uh, that's a lot. No, that's a lot of stuff. Technical so. jargon and all that way above my pay grade. That's why I don't have a notification. I just, I know where to find the show, right? Um, but anyway, uh, happy 4th. Uh, hope you're off today. And uh, it's, it's a great break for us. It was four days since we said goodbye to everybody, Friday at 2 o'clock. And uh, enjoying every second of it. Enjoying it about Phillies baseball. Maybe uh, I know that there's uh, kind of uh, fans are happy uh, with the record, uh, 12 out against the Braves. Most people, but have conceded the division long ago. So the 12 out is rather innocuous. It's... Yeah, it's I mean, there's, there's no Eight, chance. 12. It'll be the entire yeah. focus is the division. The Braves are too good. No one's even gonna. Come, no one can come close to the Braves. Yeah, we thought what we would do. Uh, uh, fans, very kind of you to give us feedback, and some of the feedback has been focused on. Can you do a little more more in depth? Uh, not like last week. <laughs> a lot. Of, I know a lot of numbers last week. It was great guest, uh, but this week take a look at the uh, Phillies. And the Braves and contrast that a little bit. So we're going to go fast. It is a little data centric. I don't want to get into too much, but I mean the stuff that baseball fans look at. You you know our record. You know we're twelve out. Yeah, about this, we are now plus six uh, in run differential uh, after being minus run differential for uh, about five years. Uh, the Braves, conversely, are 56 and 27, 30 games over 500. So you have that to deal with. They've won six straight. They're 9 and 1 in the last 10. And they're 139 plus in run differential. Six versus 139. That's pretty daunting. Um, 
And before we get into some other comparisons, I just want to uh, do a shout-out to uh, Catsty, our, our all-star selection bud, with uh, a gaudy uh, June 351-387, 567 slug, 954 OPS. And for those of you that don't follow the uh, slash lines, that's damn good. Um, he's having a, a great year. And uh, War 2.3 for you war lovers, above career averages, legit guy. Played has played a pretty good right field with a bunch of assists. Uh, he's our assist leader by by a lot because our other two outfitters don't have any yet. Um, so congratulations to him. The um, how do the Phillies stack against the people they got to beat in the East? They're eight and twelve. What are the Braves against the East? They're thirty-one and six. Thirty-one and six. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah. that that's kind of insane. How about the road? Yeah, teams are measured your toughness on the road. It's hard to win on the road. Uh, nobody, no one's ever figured out exactly why. In all sports, you know, what is the is it the restaurant food, <laughs> the lack of the home sheets, you know, the road, right? You're not home, you know. You're, you're not home. Not in your bed. You're not with your family. Yeah, it all matters it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, different psyche. Yeah, you know, there's no place like home. It's probably one of the truest sayings of all time. Dorothy. No plays like home. Well, regarding home, the Phillies are 22 and 23 away. Once again, the Braves, 26 and 12. And th- that's really the measure of a of a good team is how you play on the road. Yeah, I think and, so. I mean, it's not always true. The Rays don't have a great road record, but they're they're unbelievable at home this year. But I think it's really good to see a team that's balanced because when you're balanced like that, you're you're probably not going to have a situation where you go 2 and 8 and, you know, right, lose right. 8 to 10. If you're that balanced home and away and you play that that well on both sides, it really keeps you grounded a lot and consistent. I like this. I like your response to these uh, line items. How about this line item? Against, Chad just mentioned the, the litmus test, you know. How about against 500 teams? Um, you're not supposed to kill them. You're supposed to compete with them. So the Phillies are 19-27, and 27, uh, minus 8, against 500 competition, and the Braves are 28 and 16, plus 12 over against the best in baseball. Bud? That's a problem. That's a problem. problem. That's That's unfortunately. And and you can summarize the entirety of of the Braves offensively versus the Phillies offensively in just one number, and that's just home runs. You're going to get there? I I did in depth. Can I get there, please? You can get there. Yeah, Yeah. Wiz. Okay. I'll go faster if 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 you're getting impatient. Growing last 30 games. Phillies are good, nineteen and eleven. So maybe Very that's solid. the metric that they're going to own over the Braves. Nineteen and eleven, bud. Uh, the, I think the, the Braves the could Braves, be better. The Braves are, I think, one eight straight right now. Twenty four and six. That's nuts. They're so, they're all just on fire. Twenty four and six. Yeah, I mean they're led by Acuna. The season he's having is just. I mean he's only twenty five years old still. We've been hearing Ronald Acuna's name for what three or four years now. And the guy's only 25. He's got 1,000 OPS right now. His comeback season this year, and he's fully back. <laughs> Mrs. Wiedemeyer, Mrs. Wiedemeyer. Okay, runs per game. Phillies 4.55. I put in the Braves 5 plus. 5.6. Five, Are they 5.6? That's six. high. That's high, yeah. You were mentioning home runs, Mrs. Wiedemeyer. Phillies have 90, and the Braves, want to guess? I, I know the number. I looked it up. Okay. They well, almost, almost double it. Yeah, one, 100 and- one, 155. Now, here is a problem stat podcast devoted listeners last year the achilles heel for the braves five second delay for you to fill in your own answer was bud they out. struck out they struck out a lot yeah struck they're not striking out this year and that happened in the playoff check the box scores in the playoff games okay so last year the braves uh were 15 39 a year end in strikeouts um i believe worst in baseball and the Phillies were 1363. So almost rounded number, you know, 200. Uh, there's a 300 strikeout flip between the years. The Braves are now 667, and our Phils are 745. And the Braves are tied for seventh lowest strikeouts in baseball. So sixth or seventh yep. lowest, which is a great spot to be. Phillies are currently 20th. Walks are even. OPS, the, uh, the, the uh, grand poopa of all the stats here. OPS. Braves, I hate to report, are number one at 837, and the Phils are 744. And you, So where do we want to get them in? Pitching guys, come on. Let's own one stat. 
The Braves have an ERA at four, and the Phillies are 4.46, which, by the way, has improved. The Phillies in June really pitched really good. Uh, let's hope we win the bullpen. Come on, we got to win something. Uh, the Braves are second at 3.49, and the Phillies are 12th at 3.89. Defensively, I'm going to call both teams even um, because they're below league average in minus. So, you know, the Phillies are worse. Yeah, and that's and that's all right. The Braves out-hit any of their problems. Yeah, they out-hit their problems. Yeah, and, and I mean, you can look at the individual lineups, and if you look at most of their offensive numbers, they're similar in a lot of areas. It really comes down to strikeouts and home runs. And the thing is, if you look at the Braves lineup, it's not like they're carried by one guy. They have seven guys with 10 or more home runs. The Phillies have, what is it, two guys with 10 or more home runs. They have Schwarber and Casty, and the Braves have seven. So in terms of, of, again, a consistency basis, if it's not Schwarber hitting a home run or if it's not Casty hitting a home run, there's not much else out there that's going to pick you up on those nights when you have a close game. The Braves have seven guys with 10-plus home runs that are going to pick you up like that and have a home run every four or five games. And that matters. Yeah. That's a big difference. And as if it couldn't get worse, age. Everybody wants to know about age. So here we go. I'm going to run it quick. Their stars, 25, Akuna, then Riley's 26, also 29, Murr, 28, Albie's 26, Harris is 22, Grissom's 22. It gets worse. Uh, Elder is what, whatever his pitcher's name is, 24. Strider's 24. Read it and weep. What about our stars? Harp 30, Turner 30, JT 32, uh, Casty 31. Hey, Stout's 25. There you go. Uh, our pitchers, Wheeler 33, Nola 30. So you weren't really exactly buttressed by that information. Uh, so the Brave stars are not only much younger, but the last part of this misery when you do the comparison is payroll. The Braves have everybody under contract long term. This this GM, good luck with his name, Alex <laughs> Anthropopoulos. <laughs> good luck with that. They, he's amazing. So they're all bud through 2028, 29, 26. Really. Albie's 25. Riley 32. Harris 30. Um, Acuna. Acuna. He's uh, 20, 2026. All the contracts yeah. are reasonable. They're, they're six-year deals with two-year options. They yeah. all got two-year options. And what about their pitchers, Elder and, Str- and Stride? Yeah, uh, you know what? Maybe that's something you can look up. It's an oversight. I did not. At this point, I was getting so irritated that the Braves were winning every comparison. International players, they have Acuna and Albies in the starting uh, position players. Uh, we have none. How did the teams do head-to-head so far this year? Uh, the Braves are four with four and two, and the run differential is 35 to 20, <laughs> minus 15 for the Phillies to the Braves. How about payroll? The Braves are eighth at 203 million, and the Phillies are fourth at 243 million. And that's pretty much the comparison of, of the two franchises. So the uh, they're set, man. They're yeah, set. The, the Braves are set, and their best pitcher, Spencer Strider, is locked up till 2030. Yeah. He's got a, uh, I think it's a six-year, $75 million contract. And this is, the Braves are smart. They're not signing a 30-year-old for a 10-year deal. Got it. They're signing a guy who's 24 for a six-year deal and let some other team sign him when he's 30 years old for 10 years and yeah. have it be a wasted contract. Six years, $75 million for a guy who's one of the best pitchers in baseball is an absolute steal. I mean, look what DeGrom's getting and those guys. They're not even, and he's not even playing. And that's what happens. You lock guys up at that 29, 30, 31 years of age, and they slowly deteriorate, they fall yep. apart, and they're yep. never what they were in their mid-20s with very few exceptions, I guess Scherzer being one of them, yeah. and you know, pitching into his late 30s. But that's the move. And the big thing there is really the whole thing comes down to scouting, getting guys up in their, when they're 22, 23, 24 Which years old. That's what they're doing now. They're up 22. Yep. And that's what the Phillies just don't do. They don't have those young guys coming up and stepping up. You could bring a young guy up, doesn't mean he's going to hit. Right. And actually coming up young and delivering. And look at the Phillies lineup. It's a, it's a totally different 
Totally different story. Yeah. You're asking the Phillies organization to win now, and they get, hey, last year postseason, terrific. Do it again. Anything is possible. And when you have the pitching the Phillies have, it's it's not remotely possible. I mean, it, we know it happens in the postseason. Give me a three-run home run and a pitcher that goes for the sixth inning. You got it with the Phillies bullpen, which, by the way, we can talk about it in depth a little bit more. You got a chance to win the game, no doubt about it. But when you compare organizations and you look at this Braves structure and their contracts, you know, uh, and the core base age, it's enough to make you sick. They've got international players. They've drafted. It, they got the whole kit and caboodle. They got everything. A-plus across the board. The only good news right now, if you want to be critical of the Brazier organization, is that they have finally gutted the minor leagues. They've got one player in MLB Top 100. Uh, last time we were doing this, they had like seven but they're on the roster right now with Grissom and Harris and the likes of. We talked, uh, if you remember uh, last year, but on the podcast about how prolific the Braves are going to be offensively once they get rolling. We were allowing uh, some maturation for Harris, Grissom. We didn't know what they were going to do, of course, at shortstop. How about the Braves get rid of their best player each year or or the likes of? I mean, you you could debate that, right? But Freeman and then Swanson. And they just keep on trucking yep. because they don't want to tie up Freeman in a $300 million contract. Swanson, a big contract. They don't want to do that. So they pivot and all of a sudden they're shortstop this year, who quite frankly is a guy that I, I vaguely remember. He's going to the all-star game. I mean, how, how do you arrange that whole thing? Everybody's hitting. So they don't have a weak position per se. You didn't know what Albies was going to do off the injury. And he's going to the all-star game. So it's like, okay, enough about the Braves, but that's what we're up against for the next five years, gang. And that's, that is my frustration when I when people, oh, you talk negatively about the Phillies. Sorry I'm not a rah-rah guy that doesn't know better, doesn't dive in and, and applaud stuff that have a weak foundation. Uh, I'll try to be more like that guy. Um, I'm behind the team 100%. I'm a season ticket holder. I don't even want to know the amount of checks I've written to the organization, but we tell it like it is. And last year we said when the Brave lineup get, you know, marinates a little bit, the, the, it was unforeseen potential in terms of run production. That's what we're seeing, bud, this year. Yeah. This and lineup pitching. can get better. And, yeah, and pitching. Yeah, but the yeah, offense can get better yet. It's hard to imagine I mean, it getting better with an well, 40 team OPS. Check Grissom in Triple A. He's batting 338. They yeah, have no place to put the guy. Right. Yeah. So, so what did the Braves do at the deadline? Boy, did they have the goods to make some other teams happy and get what they need, which would be pitching, right? Obviously. I mean, if, they have two great starters. I guess they could go for a third one for a playoff run. And um, there's guys out there. And I guess they could. I don't. I'm mean, just looked up quickly, looked up Bryce Elder's contract. He's yeah. he's leading the league in ERA, plus, by that. the way. I, I didn't know that. He's a way. 2 4 4 ERA. Wow. But adjusted for ballparks like OPS, plus, the best in baseball. Wow. And I, didn't ba- knew I that. think I th- he's in a pre arbitration, 24 years old. He's only making $700,000 this year. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. But he, I, I think he may be one of the guys they, they don't have him locked up yet, but I have to look at his contract in more detail. Right. But the point is. Could the, are the Braves going to look for pitching? Who could who could they target? You, know, you got the guy for the Cubs. You got the guy for Mr. the Dart. Smiley or uh, no 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 uh, no other guy. Kinda, yeah, look up the Cubs. If you know, the Cubs you know, wake up realistically and say, "Hey, we're we're sellers. It's not this year and it's not next year." Uh, the Guardians they're going to be asking themselves the same thing. Although they could win the division, so oh, that's right, Stroman. Yeah, yeah, for the um, yeah. There's guys out there. There's guys out there. They're in their thirties. They they throw well, and the teams they're with don't have a, a snowball's chance. But do they necessarily move these guys? But it, and of course, the Phillies are not going to play a pad hand. We're going to do something uh, for the same guys that the Braves are looking for. Of course, pitching, right? But uh, after the All Star break, the toughest stretch of the season is in front of us. With three against the Rays, three Marlins, four Padres. They're going to wake up sooner or later, and I'm going to call the Padres dangerous out of ground. Bad day look on paper. 
Brewers for three, and then you've got uh, Orioles for three, Guardians for three, Marlins for four. 23 games out of the gate, you've got a really tough schedule. With Pirates are in there for three at the at the end of that, and hey, they've been playing well at home. So, you know, if you're 12 out now and you don't play above 500 ball there in that run, where do you end up? You know, but but to your point, the division's a foregone conclusion. We're not talking about the division anyway. We're talking strictly about the wild card at this point, right? It has to be. That's yeah. the only area we can look at is the wild card. And just to uh, beat a dead horse until it's pulverized and, and glue, uh, sorry about that reference, horse lovers, uh, this guy in left field, I'm, I'm finding myself having great struggle to actually use his name, but he is absolutely killing us, killing us. He's killing us at the top of the order. He's coming up like yesterday when he gave us a line. If you have Turner leading off, right? I know he's not 100% fault for left field. He shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be there, but you can't be that bad. As a professional athlete, you cannot you cannot be that bad. You can't look like a high schooler out there. He's got the heebie-jeebies now. He looks like the the, the 10-year-old that just went to the... Uh, tryout. N- not to the tryout, to the... Um, <laughs> What is it to the, the Babe Ruth? Not Babe before Babe Ruth, like the majors they called it when I was playing. You went from uh, you went from playing with your age group, right? You're ten years Eights. old. Now you're playing with ten, eleven, and twelve, right? And it looks like the ten year old that you stick in right field or yep. the anyway outfield position and pray the ball doesn't go to him. Yeah. That's how that's how bad he looks. I just no, which, which is it's a professional athlete. It's a, yeah, I had a name of a player, but you know his dad may be a lister. Yeah, uh, and the ball finds him. The ball will find you. He's Obviously, he's lost all confidence out there. His, his the number you know, some of you love, some of you hate the RTOT number, which is a DRS number, defensive run saved RTOT. Pretty much used the same calculus, but he's a minus nine. He was a minus thirteen last year. He's gonna he's gonna reach and, and go past thirteen. He's gonna catch the bull at minus uh, nineteen. Um, good chance for that, which just means it's atrocious. Obviously, there's no assist, so we don't throw anybody out. Major League Baseball knows that, and they take an extra base. Not just second at home, uh, my dear baseball friends, beloved. Uh, first to third, commonly to left field, first to third. That doesn't happen in baseball. Well, it does here. Uh, so in doubles, every time you allow, allow, allow a runner to advance to a base they should not advance to. You set the table up for higher run production against. There are stats to show you that, but people don't want to hear those stats. You don't want to hear about zone D and all that crap. But it's worse than you think if you look at it all. Oh, no, he won the game with a, with, with a you know, leadoff home run. We won 3-2. All right, we got those credits. We, we we didn't lose sight of that, okay? But when you look at the overall season, it's just so much worse than it appears on paper. And it, it is plenty miserable on paper. 188 batting average, 106 Ks. Uh, he's going to league baseball. He's going to strike out more than 200 times. You know, it's uh, it, war is minus 0.8. That's atrocious. The, there's players in baseball that are two ten hitters that play defense and have a plus one five war. He's not at the below average players war. He's not at that. Uh, he's all deficit. And and then when he starts against left handed pitching, uh, it's worse. I wrote it down somewhere, but like one sixty two stands out. Platoon him, but if if you're stuck with him in left field. Put they the won't. Next guy the, in. the the public outcry would be extreme. For Philadelphia, they they're just they're really into Kyle Schwarber. They, they really are. That uh, they he's killing them out there. They really is, and he's yeah. in, even affecting Marsh now. Look, look at play. I get, it looks like Marsh yesterday was afraid to he was. He was. run he into Schwarber. Yep, yep. Which is terrible. And Marsh can't play like that again as a professional. That's it. Just looks like there's no chemistry between the two. And but why wouldn't Marsh have the aggressive presence to say, Schwarber, get out of here? I mean, look, if you look at Schwarber's path, he's running a squiggly line. He's, why wouldn't Marsh say anything that I can get to 
It's my ball. Don't go back me up. Fade, fade, yeah, fade, fade out. Fade. Go it's get behind fade. me. Yep. I want to see your big linebacker butt. Yeah. Do not come into my eyesight. Get out of Perfect. my face get and let me my... get the, for this ball because yep. all you're doing is getting in the way and he'll never make a diving catch all year. When he slides, he drops the ball. Right. And that play yesterday, it was Look obviously Marsh's ball. Right, right back to the State Farm insignia there, the circles, whatever. The ball drops and it's. 10 feet, okay, and Marsh is pulling up. And, and, and what you, what it, you don't see when it hits next to his ankles was that 10 feet before that, Marsh looks at Schwarber, yep, goes yep. into, pulls up from a sprint to a just a hard jog, and then starts running again, yeah. realizing the mistake. Right. And that's Brandon Marsh all year, bad plays in center field like Or that. Turner going back on a ball church that. And, and he doesn't even make a good throw into... Maybe, oh, no, 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 look at the throw. He doesn't even make a competitive sorry, throw. He throws the ball six feet offline. And, and he bounces at three hops. I mean, And I t- keep telling you every week why he's got no assist. And the Phillies are telling us that's what they can win with. You're not going to win postseason with that. No. All, right, all right, they solved the problem in left field by postseason. But then go make a lineup. I mean, you got other issues. You know Hoskins may be back. If Hoskins doesn't put Schwarber on the bench, okay, because someone's got a DH, what are you going to do with – you're not going to put Harper in the outfield, right? I mean, yeah. you, you got problems. I mean, I, I hate to say that Marsh has to lose the facial hair. I think it's oh, messing well, him up. Yeah, I don't know that that's – I wish Ray was on here. I think Ray would back me up. <laughs> call Bubba. I think Ray would love the, big, this argument. Big Bubba, is he off? He's selling meats today in North Jersey. I, I just, I just can't stand to look at the guy. I really just can't stand Marsh. He's just, well, he does that, I think, because of something sentimental with the family and his dad. And, oh, that's fine. I respect yeah, all that. Whatever it is, usually I'm the one saying something like that to get myself in trouble. But the the point is, the fans are so sick of this defense, and and Turner's just like we said. You know, Bud, we took, we got a lot of heat. About Marsh, we'll never forget that day. Wow. You know, the shot heard around the world uh, with Bo. Uh, and you said, no, he's not. And uh, we felt that silence. And we took a lot of heat with Turner. Negativity, da 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 Simply because Philadelphia sells you a bill of goods and tells you, oh, he's, he's elite shortstop and stuff like that because of speed. There's nothing elite about Turner. And listeners, there's nothing average about Turner. Defensively, uh, I, I think post Gabe Kapler, the Phillies are are terrified to use any type of analytical approach in the public eye. That's where a good point. They could good say, point. "Oh, we can't have Schwarber in left field. Or maybe we should platoon him because that's what the analytics say, or right. that's what the right. data says." But that's kind of what it it says. I mean, look how bad Schwarber is doing out there. I, if you just had Pache out there, whatever his name is, get it. He's either getting that I love ball the kid. or him and. And Marsh are communicating enough. Yeah. It, it just looks like as much as Marsh and Schwarber play together, they don't have a chemistry out there. In all seriousness, they don't have a chemistry to know this is my ball, this is your ball, and and and, and how to do that communication. I and mean, you have to be able to communicate as a center fielder with all of your outfielders. You have to know them. they got to be your best friends well, out there. If your car drifts into the oncoming truck lane in the turnpike, how much chemistry do you have with the truckers? <laughs> I mean, you're going to get hit by this guy. You know you hear Schwarber coming. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's linebacker build. When that boy runs full speed, you think he's snorting? <laughs> yes or no? Do you think he, <laughs> you don't think you hear that? You think you hear his footprints, bud? <laughs> and a snort and, and the look on his face when he's in full full heat, full hot. You can tell me you would be aware yeah. of this cat. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Marsh is a big boy. If he hits Marsh square, he puts him out of baseball. Turner, <laughs> Turner. Uh, Turner, Turner peeled. Too. Turner will not go back. No, Turner peeled earlier in the season oh, too. Oh, all yeah. So I mean, he's petrifying people out in the outfield. He's like the friggin' bulls running through Pompano, whatever the hell that place is. Okay, Pompeii or uh, yeah. Is there any chance we can just put him in right field then? A little less action. You just got to think. Let's get him out of left. A lot no, of balls your assist. Left. That's your assist outfield, but yeah, for what assist though? I mean, well. I, I, but for guys right now are leading Major League Baseball right field. Yeah, I know, assists, but those guys. are there more fly balls to left field that have hurt the Phillies than we're actually making up an assist? Yeah, well, that if you look at 300 putouts a year, it, your numbers are, go back. Yeah, and but forth I know your strong field. arm is your right fielder. Yeah, That's where you want them. That. You're not, if guys, well, they'll first to third is to death. I mean, yeah, they probably would. Not already doing it's it not like, right? Yeah, yeah. When you think about 
uh, Cassidy, who's made a couple good plays, but unfortunately doesn't have positive DRS numbers. I mean, he's not good outfielder either. And, and Marsh and Scoreboard. Not only do we have the worst outfield in baseball by far, all three are DHs. Yeah, but Cassidy is the absolute wor- least of the problems. Oh, absolutely. No but doubt. All, there's three DHs in the outfield. And that, mean, that's really bad for and, Marsh, too. And for Harper a guy who can run probably like should rest at DH health-wise, long-term. Well, if you put, if you can get Harper in right field, which I would never have, and health if he was healthy, then you would solve all the problems. Get Harper and if to Hawk right. can play first base, Hoskins should be a DH. Hoskins, yeah. All right, yeah. five. Let me go on. Well, then you got <laughs> Bohm, who can't field either. You got Turner, who's negative too. Well, yeah, year. but you're not going to make Turner DH, right? No, I know, yeah. but that's the problem. Is you the defense is the defense is that bad? Let's get off the Philly. The exception of um, JT and Stott. Yeah, and I guess what we did is just articulate our frustrations with the team. What am I happy about? I'm happy about the pitching. Uh, I'm happy about the bullpen, and um, you could make. I mean, usually when you start to pitch good, you know the hitting falls in line, but losing two out of three to the Nats. What a horrible way to end the first half. That makes no sense whatsoever. They stink. They they flat out stink, you know. And what we didn't talk about the other two problems. Bad, where do they rank now, runners in scoring position? They still 28th. I'll pull it up, but it's bad. It's while, while I'm doing that, right? another Ray comment would be Mickey Moniak still t- tearing it up for the Angels. Yeah, he'll drop like a rock. But hey, hats off to Mickey and a lot of the other ex-Phillies that are tearing up. And as the Wiz goes and does some number... Uh, search, I'll give you this. About the top salaries in baseball. Uh, chew on this one if you like a little bit of uh, three misery loves company. 353 mil the Mets are committed to all time. The Yanks are 276. They're usually number one. And San Diego's third at 248 mil. So let's round that off to a nice even 900 million in salaries. And what's the record for the three teams that have committed nine hundred million? How about a hundred and twenty-two and one thirty? So there the, are eight uh, games under five hundred for nine hundred million. That's so that's something. Wow, that's what money will buy in baseball. <laughs> the Phillies are hitting two forty-six with the runners in scoring position, which is twenty-second in baseball. Yeah, um, OPS wise, they're even worse. You're looking for that big yeah, right. home run. Or double on the gap. Clear the bases. No, they're 26th with OPS with two outs runners in scoring position. They have virtually no power in that position. They're 27th in doubles. And yeah. let's see, home runs. Of not hitting, period. They're 28th in home runs in those positions. Right. Atlanta's got first with 33 home runs in those in that position. Uh, and, and you look at a team that's maybe doing well, the Giants. Second home yeah. runs. Runners in scoring position. You hit with the runners in scoring position, you're going to be a good you're team. Gonna, gonna you be. don't have to have a lineup of 300 hitters. If you can have clutch hits and not fall apart when the when, in those peak matters and runners in scoring position, two outs, men on third, stuff like that, you're going to be a good. You're going to be a pretty fine team. Yeah, I mean, baseball presents so many opportunities per game, and you're going to cash in on those opportunities, or you don't, and and they're the results. And the Phillies don't for some reason. Uh, you know, competitive bats. Why? Are they different? Uh, you may say, well, late in the game, there's better pitching. We hear all that, but that's the same factor for other teams too. And and that has haunted us now for, what, three or four years? Uh, that's crazy. Now, what's the big story, bud, at the halfway mark? What's the biggest story in baseball? I got mine. I think we'll match on this. But go ahead. What's the biggest story in, in Major League Baseball at the it, midway? It's the story of every every. Day in the paper, or should be, is Otani. The guy it. is the best player in the world, the best player in the past hundred years, maybe the best player of all time. Boy, you did no gray matter there. No right? gray. There's you, no gray matter. There's no gray. Out. There was. I don't think. It, I think we're getting very. I don't think anyone truly appreciates just how amazing that this guy can hit at an elite level. He's currently ahead of where Aaron Judge was last year. Yeah. So he's already proven his power. He's an elite hitter, one of the best hitters in baseball, and one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's a, probably a better hitter than pitcher, yes. but he is still an elite pitcher. The Top fact three. that you can play two positions and be elite like and that it. is just it's unheard of. And, and and he's fast too. He even steals bases. Oh, I mean, God, he does all he does all that. You expect him maybe be slow. Like give him give him where's his drawback? He's fast too. He's a burner down the line. 
He does every. He does absolutely everything. Hits one yesterday in an alleyway that I, I, that one other person, I think Bonds or somebody, hit. He hits baseballs where they're not supposed to go. They got the power element. Talk about dead wrong in this podcast. Okay, we've taken credit for a lot of prognostications we've made that have had merit. I want to own one that I made that was dead wrong. And that was last year when I said. Otani ought to pick one or the other. I, I I said he's really good at both. I think he'd be better if he focused on uh, just hitting, uh, that he could be elite, which he is now. So that part of the prediction, you know, has some merit. Uh, but he's now done it pitching. I mean, he was doing it before, but he was leaving a lot of games by the fifth inning, et cetera. And he was getting, uh, his numbers were depreciating over the course of the season, wear and tear from playing both positions, right? Otani but has a chance. Now it's ridiculous. He has a chance, I think, to have the all-time single-season highest war ever by the end of this year. Yeah, which, which, which is, is Ruth is what, 14? Babe Ruth had a, yeah, 14.1. <clears throat> And then it's Babe Ruth again at twelve, and 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 then Babe Ruth again at another another twelve. Right. Um, and then there's a couple Bonds, there's Stremsky's up there, Ripken's up there. Uh, so the point is though that number fourteen is the highest. He is just below seven at the halfway point, yeah. or just before the halfway He's got point. A shot. He it's still going to be tough because it yeah. shows again this year we're talking about with Babe Ruth was the year Babe Ruth had a uh, 1300 OPS <laughs> he hit 390 with a 545 on base 760 slug 40 homers 40 doubles 13 triples you had you had me at 545 in 19 in 1923 now that's I would say sl- that's a bad slow, slow now what o- what Otani's doing in my opinion is way more impressive than what Babe Ruth ever has done because it's all adjusted for time frame it's all adjusted, it's Babe, all adjusted. Babe, I, uh, yeah I'm not going to go down that rabbit soft hole. baseballs all that uh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah come on yeah what yeah. Otani's doing is is something that we may never see it again in baseball I think we'll see dual two way players I don't know if we'll ever see him at the the capacity of Otani has to play at this high of a level. Amen, brother. I mean, that's, listen, what are you going to say about this kid? I mean, and I thought he was older. He's been around so long. When I looked him up today, I thought maybe 31, 28, right? I mean, he's just, where's the ceiling when you look at both? And how do you compensate him is another story in and of itself. But the real intrigue, the one that's got everybody suspense, where is he going to end up? Right? I mean, are are they going to sign him and keep him with Trout? They have to do that. Or are they going to be able to withstand the the, you know the open checkbook with the Mets and uh, I don't know. I mean, the Yankees will make moves. You see free payroll. You see players getting fifty million dollars a year right now. You can't compensate him twice, right? You can't give him a hundred million a year. That's what everybody's saying. You can't compensate him for each skill and accomplishment you, you could know. if there was an unlimited payroll you know, but you but, do, but, but you you'd can. still have the risk if you did that and he got hurt right that was a point that frank made. right but That's no point you pay the, the guy 80 million and he gets hurt the only way you could do that would be if there was no salary cap because then it would be fair to compensate him for what he's worth i would say if you want to meet if you want to pay me 50 million dollars then i'll i'll either pitch or i'll hit otherwise you're going to pay me for what i'm worth which is a one that's one the person, I made two, two players. Earlier, if know, not, sign me for fifty million, all hit, and go sign a pitcher for fifty million and let him pitch. I want drum roll, please. And when it's all said and done, he's going to sign for how much per year? Uh fifty. Oh, I know sixty, sixty million. It's funny we could be right at fifty-five. <laughs> yep, could be. Yeah, and what team? Oof. I think he stays with the Angels. Do you? I just think him and Trout, the two best players in the world. I don't know. I could be wrong. I have a feeling they want to stay together. Well, yeah. That's but a- and, and the Angels still are are barely winning. I mean, they're a couple games over five hundred. Yeah, just but- goes to show that baseball you don't win with a lot of high powered superstars. It's such a team game. It's, it's not like game. basketball. It's not like football where you sign your quarterback and you're basically right. playoff bound right. if if the quarterback delivers. What teams grind? It's so tough. What teams work at bats? What teams? Do the extra step, hustle down the line, first to third, you know, the talking baseball, thinking baseball in between the games and all, you know? Yeah, there focus. is there is probably not another major sport out there. I don't want to speak for hockey, but I don't really care about it anyway. Uh, that is as team-driven 
as baseball is to win. You know, you sign a superstar in baseball, it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, Bryce Harper left the Nationals. They won the World Series yeah, the next year. about that? Uh, it just shows that superstars in baseball, they obviously help. They're never going to hurt you. But the, it, it yeah. doesn't do a whole lot for winning a lot of times. Yeah. It just, it's such a team it's game. And if, you have to if they, run a runner over it's what Frank yep. said. If they don't have that team mentality, if they have any type of a me mentality out there, doesn't matter how good they are. They're they're going to weigh you down because at the end of the day, you're going to be on second base and you got need need someone to drive you in. It's 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 very tough. Well, we can't uh, get anywhere near ending the podcast without talking about this 400 hitter all year. He's a second big story. Yeah, he is something else. I, mean, I can't believe they let him go. <laughs> we could both be me mutilate his name together. Lewis Arise? Arise. I think Arise. it's Arise. Close enough. Uh, what's he now? 389? 390. Rounded 390. 390, yeah. Yeah. And that the challenge of hitting 400 when the pitching is brutal. Everybody's throwing. How about the Braves guy yesterday comes in? The, the, the Irish kid throwing 99, 100 with all kinds of action. And the Phillies are having good hacks. I mean, they got a couple, you know, good, good. I'm sorry, Braves. Who talk, uh, said the Braves? Who, who now we're uh, the Nats. I'm the Nationals. Sorry. Yeah, I was okay. Because the, the Braves were playing the Marlins. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's your dad. You know, getting old. The uh, the Nats guy came in and he was throwing C aspirin tablets up there at a hundred, and that's a, that's the closers nowadays. You got to hit a hundred. You do with the game on the line. But the players hit it as long as it's they not, hit it. As long as it's uh. No, if it's got if it's flat, they hit it. Yeah, if it's flat, they if hit they it. Leave it down the middle, they yes, hit it. They're they so they good. Hit it. It's a hundred. They they barrel. Well, it's like what Frank was saying. Uh, anyone who didn't hear Frank's show from a few weeks ago, check him out. It was it was awesome. Frank was the batting coach with the white or hitting white coach, Sox, right? Leslie, white, yeah, batting hit, coach. Bat, yeah, yeah, hitting coach, hitting coach. And he would say when he was with Stanton back in Miami, um, Stanton would crank it up to like 110 miles per hour equivalent, yeah. would, whether that's 30 feet away or 40 feet away. And that was Stanton's mentality. You get the point is you got guys who are they're seeing 110. So when they see 100, I don't want to say it's not fast, but they're used to it. They uh, it's actually slowing it down a bit for them. That's at least what some of the guys do to strategize and try to compensate for the unreal speed that is that is baseball pitching now. Yeah, and I, and I've seen 100 off the pitching machine out back here. Where we actually set it at 90 for Kristen and Chad a few years in a row. And it, it really helped. Um, we created a shorter distance, uh, you know, to do that. And the balls were hissing. And I'll never forget the noise they were making. I, I can't imagine when you set a pitching machine up to 110, but because I, I don't, remember, know, how, I don't remember, know how they hit when it. When we set that bad boy up to 100, it, there was absolutely no line of sight on the baseball. And everybody was saying, oh, my God, you could never, ever hit that. It was just nothing more than like a seed coming in. That's why these guys are the best of the best. 110, but there's absolutely no reaction time. You can't judge anything. You know, they go no. on a fastball. Yeah, that's a short hunting trip, buddy, at a buck ten. You better pack your gear. It shows how unbelievably advanced these these people are. I mean, yeah. call them humans, but they are superhumans. The, any professional sport, yeah. the fact that they can, they can, hit that. They can actually read it and adjust to the location and actually get their bat around yeah. in time. They're yeah, not swinging yeah. a feather. Yeah. That bat's got some weight. Yep. And they're getting all of it around and making good contact is really just a... Yeah, well, it's almost like a mystery. Like, how, how do you hit it? And they do it. The fact that the professionals can hit that speed. Some of them do it really well. The like, hardest thing in the history of modern... I don't care if you're the gladiator time. You know, Ben-Hur... There's nothing like hitting a 102 mile an hour fastball. And I don't care how many times you see it, now you should get to it. The average human being should have to stand in a batting cage and see 102 and just walk Something out. Else. And their life is different. They'll just say, How do nah, those athletes no, do that? And there's no fear. Then put a human on the mound who, and, may, who may accidentally throw one at your head. Yeah. And so now I'm mean, the second toughest thing in sports that jumps out at you. If you uh, now that we've swallowed uh, that, but throwing a ball 50, uh, 50 yard pass. I, hit the I would point s- shot. You know, no, it's I, simple. Those NBA guys, they create so much space now. It's I and mean, yeah. So what's the second? I, I would I would say it's a probably puck. I would say that, but I think it's I think that could be one up there. Maybe yeah. that could be number three. I I and I'd never play, but I just think football being a quarterback with everybody watching those guys trying to kill you, Good and point. you That's it. have yeah. to stand in the pocket and make and make that type of throw is just. Insane. So that's that's really really hard. Yeah, in many ways, in that seems impossible to me. Comparable, maybe. It's, right? It seems impossible. I don't know how you can have the vision to st- keep looking downfield 
and also have the peripheral eye vision to sense all the guys around you, navigate out of it, and even when you sometimes spin and run, to still find that guy and see that guy. It's all a blur <laughs> the of colors. Six, four, two, it all blurs together. He's still chasing And it. they see them, and, and they, can't, they can't hear anything. They can't hear the guy calling 30 yards downfield, no. but they see it. They see it, And yeah. that, that that's all chemistry. That's where Rodgers in Green Bay, yeah. broken plays. I call that a collective skill compared yeah. to a singular one. Batting is isolated to that. Quarterback is all of the above. Yeah, I mean, quarterback's around. probably the hardest thing to do in yeah, sports, sports right? yeah, at yeah, a yeah. for a yeah. positional right, thing. And you could right. say catcher and then goalie at that right, point, too, because right, right, those right. positions are both, both awful. I mean, the fact right. that anyone can catch. Well, what, what taints that comparison, hear me out, is that the guy who can hit 102 could also throw a pretty good 40-yard pass with people yeah, chasing you could, him. Uh, The guy yeah, throwing uh, a 40 good pass yeah. would never hit 102. No, yeah, 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 yeah they're they're, 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 no, they're yeah, professionals. Yeah. You can put them on the. You you can't actually simulate that scarce of a guy six seven, like like a Mack truck chasing right, Mack after truck, you, ready a loose Mack truck, ready to. No, and the, a, the, a Mack the truck thing that is, the front end alignment. These NFL guys are are so nuts. They don't want to just tackle. They want to they want to destroy you even with the rule. And then there's yeah. they're great after that. They're your best friend after the play. They'll pick you up. They're great teammates and great sports players. But they're so competitive. And like any athletes, that they're trying to absolutely destroy you on that play. And they're coming after you like there's no tomorrow. And yeah, they don't want to put a hurt on you. But with the rules to protect the quarterback, it's not anywhere near. No, it's not as vicious as it used to be. Extra Jaworski, that right? Yeah, no, it's not. There's there's an advertising campaign from the NFL did like back in the '90s of getting yeah. ready for the season, and it, they're actually highlighting these these hits that look like someone's gonna die. <laughs> and now you, you can't touch quarterbacks. How about the Phillies' attendance at 39,587? Wow. 38 home dates. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls? Thank you for following us. 1.5 million. They're going to have 3 million fans. That's great. They're bouncing. They're showing resilience. Oh, Philadelphia oh, fans are resilient. Oh. They're bouncing back after COVID. I, they got guys like Harper there, Nola. Oh, got some aces. And some really exciting over, guys. I, Buckle over an indigestion with the comparison the Eagles and the Phillies and all that nonsense that went on. You know, it, it, we got a big, big love affair with both teams. And when the Phillies are good, you know, there's 40,000 people in the, the stands. But that's 81 times, not eight, okay? Phil, the Eagles could pull all this off and, and in the aggregate have 460,000 people say we love you. Phillies are now 3 million. Ah, I rest. Why don't so we? The, uh, that's the apex. Can't get better than that. They hit apex. Eagles hit apex. The love is apex. It's a plus. There's no. Phillies travel well. The Eagles travel well. The parades were both by four engineering companies I talked to over time. Both parades were a million. It didn't look like that because of the. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't give me the they're, role. They're both. Don't give they're, me that role. They're both great in their own yeah. avenues. But one's not far and better. I don't think anyone. In Philly, I don't think Philly should compare them. Like but they, they do. do. They oh, do. You know they do. Yeah, they, they do. Burns my. They're both great. Irish ass when they do. Okay? Yeah, it's it's an Eagles town, so you know the Eagles always oh, have more defense. Oh yeah, say that. Talk about it the is. Cincinnati the Reds. Town. Get off of that nonsense. I bet the Cincinnati Reds is this what this young team is? It scary. All these yeah. guys that are 22. Ellie De La Cruz looks like uh, I mean, he's something else. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know who to compare him to. Well, they brought all <laughs> these, someone compared him to Mickey Mantle. But. All these kids up, and they still got kids in the top 100, uh, five more. Uh, we won't mention names because they're foreign at this point. But the Cincinnati Reds, man, with everybody below 26 years old, uh, are one exciting franchise and are... Justin Crawford that Bella talked about, they're going to be moving through the organization. Yeah. Okay, and a ball, and he's put up 338, 388, 450, and 839. Justin Crawford, that's what we're excited about when a team's got five or six young players in the minor leagues doing great that are coming up. The guy that comes through your minor leagues is going to be more productive than the free agents, as we already demonstrated with the $900 million payroll. All day long, that's how the Atlanta Braves are doing it. That's how the Reds are going to do it. That's what the Phillies need to get to. We don't have any international help, and we've had some terrible, terrible drafts. And the this, Phillies still won't still won't budge on Simon Muziotti, sitting three fifty still, still sitting there blocked, in Triple A, blocked by Schwarber. Schwarber. 
You got a rant, bud? Uh, rant or rave. I will rave on Casty, who is having an unbelievable bounce back year. A great month of June, I think it was, that you said earlier. And uh, really, really nice to see because obviously last year was, was rough. And it was everything we hoped. It was the transition year, the families moving, the adjustments, you know, maybe some of the nerves. Who knows what it was? Just getting situated. It's great to see him back to his uh, his form, what he used to do in Cincinnati, being that elite player, offensive, just juggernaut that he is, and uh, representing Philly in the All-Star game. So I'm happy to see it, and it's great to have him back. And in a very macro sense, I'm going to rave on Major League Baseball for the role changes, uh, all of them, uh, actually, starting a couple of years ago and where we are now with the, the, the attendance is way up. You're not feeling that boring game even when it is, you know, two to one. You're not feeling that. And the rule changes have been for the better baseball. And um, it's changed the perception and the pace, half hour less. Uh, I love the rules. I never thought I would be an anti-shift guy. Never. Um, but it, but it makes sense. Although it hasn't really impacted the uh, it hasn't impacted the, it at all. Net run Just like at we all. said here. Did you see the play yesterday to end on Bud, where there was uh, their obstruction called at third base with the runner that plowed over the third baseman, and they called it on a defender, okay, who has a right to the ball, and the guy advancing from second to third just trucked him, linebacker hit. And they called it on the defender, okay, which is obstructing, all right, instead of runner's interference. I haven't, I didn't see I'm it. shocked by the call. I've looked at it 20 times. And the fielder, in the act of fielding the ball, has a right to field the ball. He you got do. hit. Hmm. I'll have to check it you out. Know, reset the table, yeah, put everything back do. on base. Do you remember last year, talking about batting average, we said it wouldn't be a huge impact. Do you remember the percentage that we thought it Thought it would be? Uh, I said batting average will go up by X percent. We did. made a prediction. Do you remember what that number was? I, I think I was 10. No. We, I said it was going to go by 3%. Right yeah. now it's up by 2. By 2. So it's showing 243 last there year. It's 248 we, we, right we now. call you the whiz. The uh, on base is same 312 to 320. Slugging is same 395 to 410. All around, you're looking at about 2-3% increase from most, most of these categories. They're just not seeing the impact on batting average. And anyone thinks 248 is high, it's not. Because back right. in 2010, 11, 12, 13, it was always 250, 255. 268 in 2007, that's, that's where it used to be. We're out of here. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Enjoy well, the fireworks. Enjoy the fireworks. Bang.